Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. Join family law attorney turned mediator, Lisa Kosky, for candid conversations on how to alleviate the fear of divorce and how to heal through empowerment. Now your host, Lisa Kosky. Welcome listeners. Today we have again our favorite marriage and family therapist, Brian Burns. And what we are going to talk about today, because the holidays are quickly approaching, is how to handle the stress of the holidays on top of a divorce. If you're just getting started thinking about divorce, if you've been divorced, you know, if you're going through it. So I'm really excited to get some tips and tools from Brian on how we can make it maybe less stressful because they're stressful enough without adding the divorce in. And, you know, I do want to say too, that if anybody needs help, like putting together a holiday schedule, that is something that I am happy to help you with. Or I have my online course that can kind of walk you through that whole holiday schedule because A lot of my clients don't want it. They're like, oh, no, we'll be fine. We don't need to put it on paper. And then as time moves on and things change, sometimes they realize, ooh, that would have been nice. But before we really get started, Brian, I wanted to say one thing, and this isn't a scientific study, but I have learned, um, you know, I am always so concerned about the kids and how things affect them. And I really love there's a, a video split. And if anyone wants it, contact me. But it's about what kids go through in their own words when they're going through a divorce. But what's really cool is I got to see a glimpse of a new documentary that Ellen Bruno is coming out with 10 years later. And she interviews all these kids after having gone through the divorce process. And the kiddo that really thrived and did well was the one whose parents were united even though they went on and they married other people, they actually celebrated holidays together and they would just add additional families. So I think that's so interesting. And a lot of my clients can't do that. They don't, you know, they don't even want to try, but if you can, that seemed to be in my unscientific watching these, I think it was 10 kids. Those were the ones who did the best. Yeah, I'm I'm glad we're talking about this. And I think that is scientific. I mean, there is plenty of evidence that shows what helps kids do best and what hurts them the most when their family changes by a divorce. And I'm glad we're talking about holidays because holidays, I mean, I like them, but that's not why we're talking about it. Uh, <laughs> because they are such a big deal. And it's interesting that they are such a big deal because it's just a day on the calendar. But there's so much meaning that our culture puts into holidays, particularly Thanksgiving and Christmas that are coming up. And it's a magical time of year, right? That's the culture. But of course, many people's lived experience is it's not so magical 
there's a lot of pain and it's pretty well documented that people get depressed more often during the holidays, which has to do with winter as well as just the kind of meaning of the holidays and dreams that are lost or bad memories or baggage that goes with that. So it's a big deal. And when a divorce happens and parents and there's two homes, how to do holidays with the kids, of course, is often when I'm working with parents, like the second biggest thing that they want to talk about. It's like, it's so important. So I do have some top things to think about as you're planning for the holidays and your kids. So tell me, do you want me to just launch into that or? Yes, I would love. I think that is really going to help our listeners to know some tools on how they can handle a holiday. Well, I hope your listeners take this in the way that I intend it, but that it's just so important that you not make your issues your kids' issues. I mean, that's always important, but I think that's particularly important and potentially challenging around the holidays because they are difficult. And if you're going through the trauma of a divorce on top of holidays, that's hard. I'm just acknowledging that. So give yourself some grace, forgive yourself for how hard that is. You know, you don't want to show up to a family dinner and put on a smile and you don't want to share the time with your co-parent. But remember that your issues are not your kids' issues. And they do so much better when they're free to be happy and excited and feel positive and they get to have their family be together. So let's see, how do I say this? There's a lot of value to doing things together. That does feel good to children. They like the idea that their family is still their family. Even they have two different homes. It's really valuable to show them that family can be expansive. It can include more than just mom, dad, and the kids. Include new partners. It can include new stepped siblings. It can include, you know, like the idea of family is expanding in our world in general. This is just one other version. At the same time, it's also valuable to plan different traditions. Like this is a time of change where you're establishing new things. So if it's early, like if the divorce is happening this year and this is your first Christmas, I would encourage you to do it, to keep things the same more so than change them. If you can pull that off, if you can put a good attitude and open presents together on Christmas morning, or have Thanksgiving at grandma's house, like you always have, do that in the first year because there's a lot of value to that tradition, that sameness, preserving the idea of family. Children always have the fantasy that their parents will get back together. Even adults have that fantasy of their parents getting back together, not adding to that or taking it away. Don't worry about that. More valuable is that idea and feeling that we're still a family and we can still like each other. It's like, The best advice for Thanksgiving dinner is avoid topics like saying this to anybody. Avoid talking about politics, money, religion, and just put a smile on your face and be friendly. Like that's the same concept. Right. Avoid talking about money or parenting schedules or new girlfriends or boyfriends. Just focus on family and making it a good experience for your kids because it's all about them. I mean, we want them an experience that they need and is valuable for healing. So I just want to jump in because I'm thankful that you're telling me to basically put your kids' best interests. And, you know, whenever I meet with a couple and we're trying to figure out the holidays, I always start with, 
well, what do you usually do? Like on the 4th of July, do you usually go to a cabin on one side of the family? And I help them think that through. And then Brian, you know, I kind of have these written down in steps. So that's kind of the first step. But then the second step is if you can't do it together, open your eyes to new traditions. And that is really hard for my clients to do. Because, you know, it's a tough situation. It's hard for them to look positively into the future. But when you talk about maybe starting a new tradition, it's a great opportunity to do that and to have that special time with your kids. So I kind of just wanted to jump in and just kind of restate what you said because it was meaningful to me. And I think that will help listeners. Well, and I don't want to imply that you're a bad parent if you don't do you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas together with your co-parent. I mean, there is a lot, ton of value to that, but if it's going to be tense, you know, if it's just not doable, then of course don't do it. And focusing on the future, creating new traditions is a great attitude, an attitude of gratitude. And that's not just a platitude. That is a skill to hard situations is focus on you know, we have food on the table, we have bodies that work, we get to celebrate Christmas, there's presents in a tree. Like, there's a lot to be grateful for here, even though we're having to deal with new things that are hard and change that is hard. There's a lot to be grateful for still. Just really keep in the front of your mind that your kids are watching you and they are learning how to be human. They are learning how to be in relationships, how to be in a family. And we want them to learn how to navigate family, whatever family is, because you can't always choose and predict. And so having that attitude, and it's not just, you know, putting a smile on your face. It's really focusing on what you're grateful for, being positive, focusing on the good things rather than bad things, the future, not the past. And if you are struggling with that and want to do better, see a therapist or a coach or a good podcast like Lisa's. <laughs> You're sweet. To help orient your mind in that way, because it is hard. It is hard. And you hit the nail on the head on that's kind of like that self-care of really feeling good because sometimes you just can't fake it. So the best thing that you can do for your kids is to take care of yourself and get yourself in a good spot you know, moving forward. And I mean, have you had any nightmare stories about holidays and families or do they generally work pretty smoothly together? I think people do tend to pull it together for the holidays. So I, you know, give people a lot of credit. So I don't have a lot of nightmare <laughs> stories to share. But common, I think, agreement is to like split the holiday, you know, so one, one parent gets Christmas Eve, the other parent gets Christmas morning. And I mean, that looks good on paper and is feels good or doable to each parent because they have time for their right with their kids. But then you're asking the kids to go back and forth, you know, late at night. And probably the most nightmare scenario had to do with drunk driving and, you know, a transition on Christmas Eve. And that's just not, you know, like there's just not a lot of value to that. I mean, if it just makes sense to split the holiday in that way. And down the road, like after you have five Christmases under your belt, it's like much easier like to just change things up and try new things. But in the beginning, if you're trying to split holidays or split that holiday, be really sensitive to how that feels to the kids. Right. What is best for them? What are they going to 
How is it going to be loving Mm -hmm. holiday for your kids? Just keep that focus. And I was going to say, so when I go through, and you do, you have to put it on paper, even though, you know, people always know that it can change as things change. Like if grandma and grandpa, woohoo, they're going to Hawaii, you know, and the kids are super excited and it's your time, then look within your heart and look at what's best for your kids and maybe being excited and happy for them is the best. But, you know, when I look at there's pluses and minuses to both ways that we do this, because sometimes parents want to split up. Like I get them Christmas Eve and then you get them Christmas Day. And, you know, sometimes they feel like that's how they can both be involved. Sometimes people will kind of go through the schedule and say, I have them this year on even years and you have them on odd years. Now, that is maybe making it a little bit more difficult to follow a tradition. But it is a way to do it. And it can be, this is my even year tradition. This is my odd year tradition. I do, you know, kind of circling back to if you can do it together, do. And because when you were talking about how families can be different, that you were like saying exactly what that grown man now was talking about who had fared well when I was talking about the movie Split, the child who had done so well talked about how we were still a family. It was really weird. Like I had a mom over here with my dad and a couple siblings, but we were a family. And so that's what this is all about, Brian, doing divorce different. If that odd even alternating, I actually like that approach, but the way I language it, it's dibs. Is that on odd year one dibs? And that means they sort of are hosting. In my mind, they're initiating the plan that includes the kids and they could choose to go to Disneyland for Christmas on their, you know, first dibs year. And if it worked out into the schedule and the other parent was supportive, then fantastic. You know, going to Disneyland is a thing on Christmas, even though that sounds horrible to me. (laughs) Thousands of people love it clearly, but the first dibs idea means that it's not kind of possessive, you know, that it's not your time. It's your children's lives that we're talking about. And you're taking the lead in planning that for them every other year. And then in the beginning of, again, early after a divorce, if you can do it, like host that holiday in your home and invite the other parent to be part of it. You know, they don't have to, they can say no, but most parents want especially when their kids are young, to be there for all of it. You know, they want to see their kids eat the traditional treats and snacks, and they for sure want to put them to bed on Christmas Eve and see them be so excited for Christmas morning and be there. And you don't want to do that every other year. You want to do that every year. I know, which kind of brings us to one of the biggest fears that I find for my parents. It just brings so much sadness to parents to think that they're not going to see their kids every day. Yeah. And it's doable, you know, like you get through it, but if you don't have to, and I don't think you have to, I think more parents can do it than can't if they choose to. Again, attitude of gratitude. It's about the kids. Put your own stuff aside. That is doable. Of course, not doable if you've been in an abusive or destructive relationship, but that's not the norm. Right. There are situations where this does not apply. There always are. So I don't want to make you feel bad if you absolutely can't. If you are someone who has been in an abusive relationship, 
you make your new traditions with your kiddos now. And that's important. And you are what they need, you know, not the having that abusive other parent in the picture. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Okay, so I feel like this has been filled with good little tidbits. And I mean, I feel like this can help me and I'm not going through a divorce is to, I'm not going to talk about politics, money, or religion. Was there anything else that you said? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. (laughs) Go into a family dinner. I say this to myself just to pump myself up. Say something nice to every single person. Focus on what you're grateful for. And you'll not just get through it, but you'll enjoy it maybe. And my family's not, you know, any easier than any other family. Mine neither. (laughs) So I'm speaking from experience. You know, if we started talking politics, that would be, you know, maybe I could do it, but it wouldn't be fun. No. Just these events are not about, you know, speaking your truth. These events are not about like hashing out or fixing problems from the past. These events are about making memories, particularly for children that are positive and loving and fun. And that's what families do. And families can just be going through the shit and still make good memories for kids. I should say parents can be struggling a lot personally and should be, you know, this is hard stuff. Right. Doesn't mean that the kids will have that experience. just wanted to pop in here quick before the saddle up segment and this whole thing winds down. And I want to tell you about my parenting plan online course. It is for you if you are terrified that divorce is going to ruin your children. I'm here to assure you that you can co-parent really well together. And I have an online course that is going to walk you through a parenting plan you will have a piece of your divorce done. If you want to work with a mediator, you can bring the paperwork in and that portion is complete. It's easy, affordable, quick, and effective. And it will be part of your divorce paperwork if you'd like it to, or you can just use it to co-parent well with another parent. It goes over all the things that you may not be thinking of when you're in the midst of an emotional time like divorce. So please go to lisakoski.com, check on my online courses and sign up for the Parenting Plan course now because when parents work together, they can mitigate the damages caused by divorce to their children. Okay, so we'll kind of wrap into the saddle up segment and maybe we can do this together. I mean, you tell me what you're thinking, but I'm actually, as I'm sitting here in my seat, in my barn, talking to you right now, I'm just thinking, I'm going to do something this year different where I am going to do a thought download where I'm going to journal before everybody comes over for dinner, before everybody gets there. And I'm going to think through what could trigger me? And I feel like that might make me more aware in the moment if something happens. Because you know little things that can trigger you with your family. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have a plan. Not that it's going to go exactly, but you'll be maybe a little bit more at ease and prepared. What do you think about that idea? I think that's a fantastic idea. Well, I will let you know how that goes. Yeah. 
true. And I have you back on after the holidays. And as we wind down, Brian, is there any little tidbit or piece of advice? You've given us so much already that you just want to leave the listeners with. Yeah. And what I would say in addition is that you're in charge of your own life and you're in charge. Like things have happened to you that you didn't deserve and are not wanted, but you are in charge of how your future goes and how your attitude is. So just take charge of that and make the holidays positive. It works. I promise. That is amazing. I'm so thankful that you shared that little tidbit because that might be the most important thing, you know, that comes out of this whole episode. But Brian, I want to thank you for always being here for me and my listeners. And listeners, if you do need a therapist, we will have Brian's contact information in the show notes. He's a great, great person, great resource. And honestly, do yourself a favor make yourself better because it is going to make you a better parent, a better person in society for our world. So make it through the holidays. And Brian, we will see you after the holidays and we'll kind of check in and see how things went. Okay. Sounds good. Enjoy the turkey. All right. Thanks, Brian. Before I go, I just want to let you know some exciting news. In addition to my online parenting plan course, I now have the Minnesota Divorce Paperwork course. This course is going to hold your hand through the mediation process and the Minnesota Divorce Paperwork. It's easy, effective, comprehensive. You will have what you need to file for divorce with this course. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Thank you for listening to the Doing Divorce Different podcast. Connect with us at lisakoski.com and sign up for our newsletter.